Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker, joined today, got a full house, got John here. Hello. I got Steven. Hello. And producer Jenny. Peace. Uh, we are tackling a subject very near and dear to our hearts, New Riff Distilling. Woo woo. And uh, Jenny and I have visited a few times, Jenny most recently this past weekend. Yes, I did. I went with, I was in Cincinnati with some friends and we made the trip across the river, a very short trip across the river to uh, do the uh, distillery tour. Um, it was hosted by Grover once again, who is the best. Um, he is a wonderful black man with a giant beard and he is just a joy. Uh, yeah, he is incredibly knowledgeable about the New Riff brand. Mm -hmm. I've, I've also had the pleasure of being on a tour that he gave in. Mm -hmm. Just just a delight every time we see him. He Yeah, he clearly just really loves talking to people. He's very passionate about his bourbon. He, um, he like, I gave him, I gave him a Chai Spirits Guy business card. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I had been, on, we had been on the tour before, so that was, that wasn't anything new to me. But at the end, he lets, now that there's more products to taste, you get to taste more products. So it seems like that's Love not it. stopping. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing, the other point that I'll make is he said, he's like, I had to sign an NDA on all this stuff, so I can't give you any real details, but the stuff that's coming out, that's going to be, because like the oldest stuff they have right now is six years. Um, but the stuff that's coming soon, that's going to be eight years and 10 years he's talking about is going to be just like really fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. I believe it. A little background for the listeners. Uh, so New Riff is located in Newport, Kentucky, a favorite spot of ours. Mm -hmm. My uh, great grandma actually was in Newport, Kentucky. There you go. My it parents, was not a great parents. part of town back then. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice nowadays. Yeah. Both of my parents were born in Northern Kentucky and then I was, I was born in Ohio, thankfully. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and Shots fired. I, I don't want to be a Kentuckian. I'm sorry. And, and as Jenny alluded to, uh, it's right across the river from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. um, it, the distillery itself was established in 2014 by Ken Lewis, who's a liquor retailer and entrepreneur. He uh, actually, from what we heard, used to own Party Source. Right. A wonderful liquor store that shares the parking lot with the New Rift Distillery. Well, it was like the highest grossing retail liquor store in the country at the time when he sold it to his employees. Yeah. Gave it to his employees. Yeah. So wow. It's, now it's staff owned, which is really cool. We were, uh, we were visiting. It's a very impressive store. <laughs> yeah. We were visiting Party Source and we make, anytime we're down there, we always take a stop in there. And they say sometimes he still comes in and, and will like, uh, and face his product, but just his products. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know why he had, he had to give away Party Source? Because you can't own a, distillery and a liquor retailer because of our three-tier uh, system. Under Kentucky law, yeah. Yeah, yeah which kind of makes sense, um, I guess. As I a, know. Uh, you know, resident socialist here, I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there are reasons why you shouldn't have all yeah. of the stuff and yeah. the services. Andrew Carnegie would slap you in the yeah. face oh, right now. Oh, yeah, no, he would be very upset. Very big into vertical integration. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to... I'm sorry. Another really cool thing about that, though, is when they decided to build the distillery, is uh, they didn't. They had already like picked out the spot for the distillery. When they started construction, they found out there was an aquifer underneath where they were building it. So they're getting perfect well water to make their bourbon. Don't have to pay the city for it. Um, That's and awesome. They didn't even know that that was going to happen. So every every great distillery starts with great water. Yeah, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's why the the bar that's inside of the distillery is called the Aquifer. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> and very cool bar. Yeah, um, they use uh, sour mash and are non chill filtered, which we see we see a lot of that nowadays in our 
Well, only like two distilleries don't use sour mash. It's just setting back a little bit of your mash from mm-hmm. before to keep it product consistent. And uh, a new riff, they pride themselves on combining traditional Kentucky practices with new styles of whiskey. And that's why they're putting the, in quotes, new riff on an yeah, old tradition, uh, hence I, the name. I get it. You know. Clever. But with the, the stuff we're going to try today, you're going to see a lot of that because there's a lot of uh, interesting takes on whiskey that we're going to explore. And uh, actually, uh, as John knows and Jenny, we the, our bourbon group we're in, the Windy City Sippers, uh, did a barrel pick with them. Yeah, it was a very good pick. Very our friend good. Ken uh, spearheaded that and oh, yeah. fronted it. <laughs> and uh, what was it called? Sunday morning, Sunday morning butterflies. Yes, yes. Oh, was, I think I tasted that. Yeah, you probably it was did. A I'm great sure you did. <laughs> yeah, a great drawing of a yeah. Okay, of a yeah. butterfly yeah. that is also male genitalia. Yes, <laughs> um, it's a work of art it, um, and a butt you know. too. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> but I mean, more importantly, the bourbon inside of it was was very good. It, are, we're not drinking that today, are we? No, that's not on the list. Oh, I think we're, I mean, yeah, if I, I mean, we if have it's a, still around, we've got a lot on yeah, the list. If, so yeah. if my count's <laughs> correct, we have nine things to try today. And several single barrel yeah, picks. Which, yeah, which exactly. I don't think we've seen a spread this extravagant since the uh, the plantation rum first episode we did. Very that early. Way too many bottles. Yeah. But. Well, you know, the fans really want to hear about New Riff, and we're just responding to the many, many mailbag inquiries. That is true. That is true. So... Let's buckle up. We've got a lot of fun things to try. We're going to start with gin and then work our way into some of the other whiskeys. Uh, first, just a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. Uh, in front of us now, we've got the uh, New Riffs Kentucky Wild Gin. So, I'm sorry. I have to backtrack. Mm-hmm. This dude owned the like number one liquor store yep. in the country. Yep. Decided he wanted to start making his own booze mm-hmm. and then handed that company over to his employees that is correct sir i like this guy yeah. i thought i thought I you might like yeah. this guy. It, it's kind of a retirement project of his <laughs> yeah i mean like, that's what he explained yeah it's uh it's kind of amazing really when you think about it it's not well, to Ken Lewis. Carnegie would not be happy no and you no. see how successful it's been right in a very short period of time so next time we're in Northern Kentucky, Steve, you got to come with. And we'll, there's uh, there's also down. a lot of loyalty, I think, in the Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area mm-hmm. um, in a good way. I, I think producer Jenny can vouch for that. As a Bengals as fan? I, as I'm wearing as, my Bengals t-shirt with Bengals your, nails. Your nails are really, yeah, what, what are selling Jenny, me Jenny, did you get that. those nails re-upped since the Super Bowl? No, they're just still, I mean, I need to get them redone, but, they you look know, great. Thank they you. look really good. So uh, first initial thoughts on this gin. I think it smells like, like a eucalyptus. Or like mint or something mm-hmm. in there, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not overbearing. Like some gins, it's a lot of citrus in your face. This is just slight. Now some notes on it. Um, it's crafted using some local wild forged botanical, foraged, I'm sorry, not forged, foraged botanicals. Forged by nature. Uh, they have wild juniper berry and American spice bush, which is native to the area. Sounds made up. And there's uh, 12 botanicals in all. Jenny, you remember going on hikes and seeing uh, native spice bush in the Northern Kentucky area? I can definitely pick those out 100%. Okay. Um, and a kind of a unique thing for them, their base spirit includes a dash of the new make rye whiskey spirit uh, that they use to enrich the texture and lengthen the flavor. That is delightful. That actually is a really cool riff on gin. <laughs> yeah, I don't really take the taste of the, new, uh, the, um, the rye new make, but... It doesn't taste like your standard gin, which is in a really cool way. Yeah. I like the, 
subtle the subtle citrus that's in it it's not too much and not too in your face and the the floral isn't that in your face either no that the yeah. orris root is a nice touch i, I definitely I knew what orris root tasted like well it's got a little bit of go- goldenrod <laughs> the uh, um, state flower of kentucky mm-hmm. i was just thinking that the orris is going to be where you're getting a lot of those like earthy leafy okay. flavors sure mm. no, thank I, you for that no i actually do feel like i get a little of that influence the, of the improved texture from that uh that new make ride just a little bit that's where i think i mm-hmm. i get it not so much in flavor but in viscosity yeah no definitely mm-hmm. it's got some viscosity that i that i'm here for mm-hmm. yeah i think that also might tone down the botanicals a little bit mm-hmm. you know i think that would be a really good martini yeah oh you're so right and i i don't usually use uh new world or contemporary gin in martinis mm-hmm but with a, it would work, right? Yeah, with a citrus garnish, mm-hmm. very dry, and a very good vermouth, yes. I agree. A New World gin, that's just like not, it's not London dry gin, is that the idea? Yes, yeah, so... Uh, See, Steve's what we call the gin snob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, said the bourbon snob. Well, I, I mean, I'm also... Yeah, you, you said it, yeah. I don't yeah, think Parker is a bourbon snob. <laughs> not at all, no, no. But I mean, are, do you think... Oh, I didn't know uh, that you actually were kind of snobby about gin in the sense that... Like connoisseur-y or snobby? Um, no, yes. I'm probably yeah. snobby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if, he, if he doesn't want, if he won't have a martini that's with a new, like with a certain type of gin, then that's a little snobby. Well, that's like you know, I there are a lot of bourbons I wouldn't have with an old fashioned or you know, fries with a yeah. But sometimes yeah. it just doesn't make sense, you yeah. know. Yeah, I I have been known to change my drink order if I order a martini and certain questions are asked. <laughs> like, that's, that's fair. Do you want that shaken or stirred? I'll have a vodka soda, please. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're just, you're out. That yeah. Way. <laughs> it's a uh, beer and a shot, mm-hmm. which is fine. Handshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of us are against that. You know, no. what people, you know what people love? A beer and a shot. Right? It's can't, a Chicago can't, thing. Can't mess that up. Although that just gave me a great idea for a future episode. We just do four different beer and shot combos. Mm. All right. Let's put let's it in the book. Write that down. All right. We, in front of us now, though, we've got the bourbon barrel gin. Um, they basically take that first gin we just had. And they rest it in fresh New Riff bourbon barrels for five to seven months. These things are like hot off the press. They just bottled that barrel. All right, let's put some gin in there. So I've heard the term like wet barrels. Yep. Dripping like, wet, yep. Yep. Mm. yep. And just off the nose, this is it's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smells, I get a lot of the same notes from the first one, same. but it's not exactly the same. There's a little bit. It's got a, like a champagne color to it too. That's kind of cool. Yes, yes. Ooh, I like that. It's got a... It, it, I mean, it does a nice job rounding out a little. I still get a lot of the uh, bourbon influence, juniper, and the some of the citrus, that orris root. Or not, I'm, I don't, yeah, right. I don't really have a good frame of reference for orris root. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> we all know it. Um, we'll just leave that one to Steve. But um, it is quite good. <laughs> you get that barrel on there, definitely. You do, and I really think it just calms everybody down. Yeah, all the same flavors, just mm-hmm. a little softer, pianissimo. I feel like it added <laughs> a little. The barrel added a little bit of like a caramel flavor to it, just a little mm. bit. Mm-hmm. It's very minimal, but it's there. And uh, both these gins come in at ninety-four proof. Oh, okay. Which is a nice, mm-hmm. nice number it's for got gin. Just that little extra kick for you mm-hmm. for your cocktailing purposes. Exactly, mm-hmm. it'll hold up. What do you think? I mean. What would you do this for? Well, maybe like, I kind of think like a gin and soda or a gin and tonic, this would really be kind of cool. In. Or a gin and a glass. Yeah. This mm-hmm. this I would absolutely just drink neat. Um, I've also seen some cool, like you could do like a riff on a Manhattan with this. Yeah. I was oh. going to say, I would like this up even 
even in a martini, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, Manhattan would be interesting too. Isn't Manhattan that just like martini. one step away from a Negroni then? Kinda, yeah. Okay, I could, I could see that. Just like hold the Campari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold the bright red stuff. Mm-hmm. But but a little bit of sweet vermouth. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm kind of here for it. That's great stuff. Like, what are we getting into next? Oh, so the next thing we're gonna try. Oh, thank you. Um, is their bottled and bond bourbon kind of their baseline? So yeah, would you call this their, their their flagship? Uh, or I would call this their entry level. Okay, it's like their batched bourbon, right? Yeah, it's it's bottled and bond. They use non-GMO grains. Um, they provide the mash bill, which I appreciate. Hmm. It is sixty-five percent corn, thirty percent rye, five percent malted barley. That's a high rye. You'll, yeah, they are all about high rye, and we're going to get into that when we talk a little bit more about some of the ryes. Woo. Um, and this is aged for four years in 53-gallon toasted and charred oak barrels. And uh, let's... In 53-gallon, that's just a standard yeah, size. Yeah, that's a standard size. Um, yeah. Those are the, the big boys, But yeah, they're. I mean, they really pride themselves on their rye. I personally, and I've had a number of their things... And, I personally think the rye is where they really shine. Yeah. So well, it makes also it... a four-year-old rye is incredible compared to a four-year-old Bergman. Also that. Yeah. It, but, they but age very differently. It doesn't surprise me that they have high rye content in this in this guy. Let's you know, give it a let's give it a taste here. See what you think. It's got kind of a um, sweeter nose. To be honest, this is actually better than I recalled it being. Yeah, I, I kind of like this. Yeah. It's, um, it doesn't taste four years old. I'd say it tastes like six, which, which is what I've always thought about new riff stuff. It's tastes way older than it is. Yeah. It's not too bad. What, what kind of notes you getting? Anything? So like a little bit of nuttiness. I'm sorry, Steve. Oh no, you're fine. Um, the sweetness was a surprise for me, especially with the high rye content mm-hmm. off the nose and then followed with the palate. Just. Kind of got some toffee on there. Yeah, you know, mm. yeah. That'd be a, that's a little the, toffee. Yeah. Did you say nutty, Jenny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm getting that too a little bit. I mean, definitely sweet. That's kind of you get that with kind of younger bourbons too. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely has a little youth to it. Um, but it's I mean, yeah, but it's not offensive. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not that age for twelve month North Carolina thing I tried mm. the time. And no. I was, that was I was not upset. okay. This is so that far from that. that. That hurt my body. Mm-hmm. This is like, I mean, what many distilleries would batch and, and get for, you know. I, I would put this like around, you know, a standard offering of like from Buffalo Trace or Old Forest or something like that in terms of like um, how how young it tastes. Yeah. No, I again, again this is very, very approachable. Um, you know, no one's gonna be mad about having that in front of them. No. no. Um, what is, if I may ask? Do you know the price point? I do. That? Um, a thirty-nine ninety-nine. Okay. I believe is That's... the entry point. Sometimes it goes on sale, but uh... I'm gonna be honest with you. At thirty-nine ninety-nine for the for the bottle and bond, and what fifty for the single barrel? Yeah. Well, we're gonna get into that. Yeah. But yes, you're so not that, you're not wrong. That might be where we're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is for their entry. Level. Yeah, to get, a, to get an idea of what they're mm-hmm. all about, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I think bears mentioning that no other distillery is their standard product bottled in bond, right? Minimum four years old, 100 proof, um, government aged, warehouse, supervision. All also, this is like guarantees. their first shot at this because this is like, it came out exactly four years after they opened. Like, 
this was their first shot at bourbon and it's pretty good. People were so excited about that in 2018 when that yeah, came out. Yeah, it was. Yep. I remember that. I was right here being excited about it. It was great. Still am. <laughs> well, one of our local liquor stores was the only place you could get it for a long time. Mm-hmm. How about might, that? Might still be actually. I don't know. Um, I think it is. Uh, I think Ken Lewis is a big fan of that liquor store. So oh, he used to have some. No, I think he used to like have some connection to it, like work there, or, like partnership, something. I don't know. So next up, we have got a one of their single barrel bourbons. I'm gonna take a quick look at this bottle, which John picked for us. Oh wait, oh this is so good. This comes from that liquor store. Um, <laughs> I went to an event that New Riff had there, and um, they mastered dis- the head distiller. They don't call him a master distiller; they call him a head distiller. And I gotta uh, remind myself of his name, but he was Isn't so it, nice. Is it Brian something? It's uh, yeah. He recruited um, Sprantz. Um, Brian Sprance, yeah, that's him. Super nice guy. He brought a few of these. This is 111.1 proof, and there's a certain flavor in it that I pick up that I'm wondering if other people. Oh, are okay, pick I was up. gonna. I, that's fine. I was gonna say since you picked it, you should read the the label. Maybe we taste it first and then you read it. Yeah, what's cool about all the new Riff single barrels, bourbon and rye, they have a really detailed when it was bottled, when it was or barrel when it was bottled, and then a big description on it. Oh yeah, they do. I yeah, yeah they have it oh, on yeah. the side. Every yeah. every single one of their bottles does yep. that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's I God, I love being barrels. able to read up as much mm-hmm. as I can and then on a bottle. When you're in the distillery and you're picking them, they have them all labeled by like the number single barrel it was, but it also has a little thing that has the explanation of it and which of their distillers picked it oh really cool so, so like, like if, you can start having like you can like get a to fan know. base if you will of like i like i like brian stuff exactly. yeah. so every time he comes mm, yep. out with a bottle well the, i'm gonna the move is Steve, when we go visit their distillery um we take the podcast on the road um you go to the bar you get a flight of the bourbon and the rye single barrel picks that you can then go buy your favorite one out of the gift shop i actually yeah, did that exact thing so like before mm. we were there early before our tour and i got all three of the ryes in a flight before we went on the tour, and then afterwards, I already knew which one I was going to buy. Yeah, and, I don't know of any place that does that. And every time you go visit, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, diff- it's different barrels. Genius business model, right? Like, you, they have bur- and the bartenders usually are pretty on top of which ones are the really good ones too. So, what's yeah. cool is you never have to like worry about like, oh, I need to get all of that because you know there's going to be like mm-hmm. they have such a robust single barrel well, program. The big problem we ran into last time I was there was that they pulled something from the bar that like wasn't part of the regular run because we were talking for a while. And it was my favorite one. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we don't have any. This is the last bottle. I'm like, no, it's the one I wanted. <laughs> you know they're going to do more good stuff, though. Of course, of yeah, course. exactly. And we're going to taste some of it right now. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's get into the single barrel. Um, is, John, why don't you lead the way on this since this is a... Uh, okay. Um, on the nose, get a little toasty dough. Oh, yeah. Mm. A little bit little toasty. bit bready on the, mm. on the nose. Yeah. Ooh, it's actually changed in flavor a lot, at least... The way that I recall it, that is nice. Yeah, getting a little more anise, anise this time. That is very different than the bottle of bond we just tried. Yeah, very extremely different. in a good way. Right. And they're both four years, right? Uh, yeah. This one, this was. Um, I tell you exactly how old it is. Yeah, barreled on June the second, twenty fifteen. What were you doing that day? <laughs> and then uh, bottled on October first, twenty nineteen. So a little over just four a little years. over. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lovely, like it's a caramel taste, but it's like a nice subtle one that's not like in your face, and it's just so smooth hmm. um, that I appreciate. I, I definitely get some rye influence on that. Like I'm getting mm. a little, little bit of clove, maybe. Yeah, mm, yeah, that yeah. kind of like 
Mm-hmm. Like anise. Yeah. Is uh, not something that I'm used to picking out of bourbon, but. You know what this reminds me of? And it makes sense because their head distiller was trained by a gentleman who has connections there, MGP. Uh, some of the old MGP, mm. uh, I mean, talking like eight, 10 year old stuff. And this is four. Mm-hmm. That's why that tour guide who was like, I signed an NDA. I trust. I can't talk about it, but it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty good stuff. Good, good barrel there. You know what though? It, it, I mean, it totally is as good as I recall, but it's changed. Mm. You used to have more of a marshmallow. I'm getting a lot of like mm. residual like spice in my tongue. On top mm. of my tongue. That, that rye is yeah. coming through in a bigger way. Yeah. Like a little bit of spice. Ooh, I'm like a little Kentucky hug going mm. down. I got a little bit of that burn like on my tongue, what's, what's but I like it. Mm-hmm. 111? Mm-hmm. 111.1. I kind of love that number too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good number for that. Yeah. No, John, will you do us the honor of reading us the description on the side there? Okay. So here's the, here's the right answer for what we should have tried according to them. A crescendo of rye-licious oil. Uh, rye, oh, I'm sorry. Crescendo of rye. Clove oil. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's a little um, smudged over the years here. Clove oil, grain of paradise. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, assorted thing. assorted it, something. It is now. Peppers, rich oak, cream on the nose, biggish and juicy. I don't like when people say bourbon is juicy, but everything else I like. You yeah, guys, I don't know if I agree with juicy. I mean, I get a lot of juicy as a tasting note on like <clears throat> cheap Spanish red wines that I'm a big fan of. Yeah, because it tastes like juice. Yeah, but I mean, it is. It's, yeah. it's grape juice. So, <laughs> well, this is smooth juice, right? So, hmm. good one. As uh, Steve and I were getting into some uh, some del- delightful reds last night, like a, a French and a Portuguese red, which were just delightful. Uh, the Portuguese red, just. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Just a little hint of minerality. But this is not what this podcast is for. Mm-hmm. Until we run out of content, then we're just doing wine. All right. Now we got a little uh, single this barrel is, rye. This is a Jenny pick from this past weekend. Very hot mm-hmm. off the presses. Whoa, so a, one of their newer projects. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, their single barrel rye, which was, if memory serves, they, so they, they offer like a regular single barrel rye, but it's still pretty unique. You barrel to barrel, but... Uh, that's forty nine ninety nine. Just kind of on the shelf, and I believe it was a twenty nineteen top twenty whiskey advocate. It, I think that's correct. Yeah, and yeah. we all know nineteen or tw- it was twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Yeah, but one, it was on one the, of the two. It was in the yeah, one of the, the top. Of the but, list, it, but it was yeah. it was high up on the list. And and that pick was actually what keeps whiskey advocate genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some other picks that you question, but yeah, but that seemed as legit yeah. as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, their mash bill here ninety five percent rye, five percent malted rye. They are not messing around with the rye. Well, again, you know where the another distillery that has that same mash bell, Mugupa. Mm, mm, Never heard mm, of them. Not yet. (laughs) So I did pick this one. The independent guys, the little mom and pop shop in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, in in Lawrenceburg. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I. uh, I picked this one and I was in between this one and one other one. And then I saw on new riffs, Instagram, there was a picture of Grover, of course, and he was raving about a different one of these bottles. And I was like, dang it. Like he got the one, he, he likes the one that I didn't pick. And then I'm like, started questioning myself, you know, but you know, to each his own. Don't ever doubt your palate. Yeah. I just hope if if one person new riff listens to this, I hope it's Grover. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, send him a text. Grover, Grover, we, we love you. We appreciate your tours. I can't wait to see you again. Yep. Cheers. I'm so excited to drink this. This is my second uh, rye single barrel. Yeah, well, you'll remember her first rye single barrel from 
my drubbing of John in the uh, wow um, that is a fantasy spirits fantasy spirits contest. I mean one one. I mean it came down to one out of interesting. What was it? Eighteen. Well, they say uh, history is written by the winners, John. Yeah, I vaguely recall that. I think <laughs> I was there. <laughs> it was a good. It was a very good pick, Jenny. What's everyone got in the nose? Ooh, it's it's quite bourbony. It actually it it's kind of bourbony, right? Which is surprising because it's ninety five five. I don't get it. Yeah, once you drink it, though, yeah. I, just, I, I, yeah, I, I cheated and went ahead. There's yeah. a lot of rye there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I want to put sardines on that. Horseradish. <laughs> like, that is God. rye. Mm. God, I love horseradish. Um, yeah, that. that's what they're going for, though. They like that high rye. We're not fucking it's around. It's really good, though. I don't get a lot of mint on that rye. Um, I get a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, but not as much as I would expect from, like, 95% rye. Do you want me to read the notes? I mean, are there any others that you want to guess? I'd like to throw out one thing, some subtle herbal tea. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I might get... Like an Earl Earl Grey kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of sweet for me. Yeah, I get chocolate. Yeah. I feel like I always get a little bit of chocolate from rye. Well, uh, that's interesting. I think I'm getting like closer to like... I'm looking at this flavor wheel. I'm looking at buttery... Mm. It's not maple syrup, but it's almost like a like a simple syrup or something. You guys are getting close, like you're hitting things that are close to what's on here, but it's not mm. exactly what's on here. So like no, oh, yeah. you're no, on the right us. you're on the yeah. right track for sure. I mean if we go through the whole flavor wheel, eventually we'll get there. <laughs> Broken crop. All right, so Broken aroma clock. <laughs> I, I know what you were trying to do and I Yeah, we it. we got you. Mm. Aromas of fresh cedar shavings, mint, raspberries, and caramel flan. Flan. flan? Mm. Is that how it's, is, is yeah. flan spelled F L A N? The L is silent. Most fans. times, I thought there was going to be like a U. Anyways, on no, no. <laughs> on the on the palate, caramel caramel chew. That's what I was thinking with the maple syrup caramel chew. Mm. Um, French oak, vanilla bean, blackberry syrup, and tobacco leaf. Blackberry syrup. Yeah, maybe like real light on that. But remember, I, I mean, there's something. Blackberry is a pretty subtle flavor anyway. But also the syrup is what's important too there. Right. Like, yeah, and almost a viscosity thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear that, I think Chambord, but this mm. doesn't taste anything like that. Chambord like is also salt. like not real. It's Good. like raspberry. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. not really Oh, it's like black raspberry, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chambord, more knows? like Chambord. <laughs> yeah, which is made up. Yeah. I'm so bored with I've that. I've been wanting to tell that joke for like six months. And, You're welcome. And it went about as well as I expected. Well, you had to put it into the notes and <laughs> be prepared. You guys skipped the part where it, in parentheses it said laugh hysterically um, after Jake was told. I, speaking of our notes though, it says here unique barrels. What is unique about the barrel? You know, I, uh, there, there is something like each, each barrel is unique and I, for the life of me, forget where I got that from, but I know there is a uniqueness to each barrel they do for the new barrel, um, for the rye barrels. Hmm. But uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember. Listener, you gotta do your own research on that one. I, I gotta, I gotta start writing these rundowns at like one a.m. Yeah, <laughs> instead um, of three. All right. Um, well, Jenny mentioned in their description it says French oak. They're not using. They wouldn't. No, right? no, no. This oh, is, I hope no, not. American oak. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, only Blasphemy. only because it seems like that's kind of expensive. You know, like French oak doesn't that's grow. That's also very a very much, specific right? tasting yeah. note too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's like totally the the. Bourbon sommelier, be like, this is French oak, isn't it? It, I mean, I actually recently tasted some stuff that was in some in American, some in French. It's it is noticeable. What uh, what like did you have like a takeaway for that? I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. Less of everything in French oak. 
Mm. Um, American oak is like super porous. It loves to give. It's like, uh, I see, maybe less of a hardwood. I'm not a huge fan of French oak in my experience. I like it if it's been overly used. I like French oak for finishing. So like if something's gonna, has spent, let's say four years in a barrel and it needs to spend more time in a barrel, take it out of the American oak, put it in a French cognac barrel that's like been used a thousand times and let it mellow and Mm. rest. So you get a little bit of the oak over time, but it doesn't just bomb it out. I'll I'll tell you what I do like, though, is a good white oak that just had a nice California red in it. There's a lot of wine on this podcast. There is a lot of wine on this podcast, and we have no wine finishes from New Rift this evening. Do they have any? I don't think they do that. Not yet. I mean, not yet. Hold, please. Wait, um, can I ask a question about the rye we just had? What was the proof on that again? Ooh, I don't think I mentioned it. Just because it's so easy sipping. 108.3. Wow. We'll we'll tone down. A little, but barely. Now, this next one, I'm incredibly excited for. Uh, Jenny picks up at the distillery. This is my first time trying it. And I'm very excited. It might, I mean, this could be the best whiskey we've ever tried on this podcast. And we'll be right back after this break. And we're back. Um, that's called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Great tease. Always uh, teasing. This uh, this wonderful whiskey in front of us is their, uh, their malted rye. It's 100% malted rye grain, aged for six years. And can we talk about what malted rye is compared to just regular rye? I'm going to let Steve take that one because... From what I understand, it's some sort of a baking or cooking process that the rye goes through, um, known as a malting. I don't know exactly how it's done or what it does. Oh, I thought it was like a sprouted grain. Well, supposedly the malting the grain polishes and refines the flavor. Sure. That's really what's important. No, so I think that Steve is on the right track there because I know that this was part of the tour and part of the tasting, but... um, I was there with a bunch of friends who don't drink bourbon, so when all the tastes were getting poured, they would take a sip and then give it to me, mm. and I was a little toasty. Those are the so, best friends. Yeah. yeah. I had to tell them to stop after a while. I was like, no, I actually want to be able to taste the things that are in front of me, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> Moving um, on. <laughs> so the important thing, though, is that... No, but he was talking... To, I'm sorry. He, yeah. I got sidetracked. He was talking about the processes that they use for it, but I do think it is something similar to that. Um, yeah, it's... Again... I, uh, I just know I've seen pictures of what are called malting houses in Wisconsin, mm. and they look like smokehouses. Mm. I'm just picturing Jenny at the distillery with all of her girlfriends. And, oh my god, guys, and, I'm so drunk. No, it's it's very much like in the in the kingdom of blind men, the one-eyed man is king. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that's... No, so I was with I was with there were five, six of us there. Is this a and bachelorette party? No, we just it was just a, a it was a girls' trip with one gay guy. Um, and that, and, uh, three of us were really interested in drinking, actually like drinking the bourbon and the other two, they were interested in the information and like they, you know, were bartenders or in the industry, you know, like mm. whatever. So they were interested in all of it, but they just don't like drinking bourbon that much. Yeah. So like, but they can talk about it to their customers. Right. Stuff. They still en- enjoyed the experience and everything, you know, I'm well, looking at malted rye right now. So, so many of us are just in the whirlwind that we refer to as industry. Right. Like, I love it. Yeah. 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 And uh, one last note on this. This is also bottled in bond, hunter proof. That I that's saw. Great. That's fucking cool. So Pardon it's six years language. old. It has to be at least four, but 
They gave two extra mm-hmm. years. It's okay, Steve. I've, it's already, money. I've already cursed once, so we're already in. Hmm. We're going to the bad place. Uh, Twenty-one and up podcast, anyway, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I put so explicit on everything. I can so, say so. the F in the United States. There's something specific mm-hmm. on this list oh, yeah. that I'm like, I'm having trouble. Placing. In Ireland, you can have very young kids. In Europe, mostly drinking whisk. Well, I mean, they recently. You know what? We're not going to. We're not going to get into international laws about. Or age of consent. Well, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten burned on that too many times. So, yeah. so Germany is like the Alabama of Europe, right? I mean, France in many ways is yeah, Bavaria yeah. oh is really <laughs> great. So, anyway, let's. Uh, Man, this this nose is really creamy. Speaking of that, that's creamy. a good word. For that's it. a good word. Yeah, I was it trying is. to come up with the right word. I mean, I hate it right now, but yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of times with rye, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to get a lot of baking spice, you mm-hmm. know, anise, cloves. Clove. Yeah. Yep. But this is, uh, I, there is something about that malting process that really... Do you feel like the flavor has been polished and refined? I, I'd say this is like gent- genteel. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is... put on the powdered wig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's That's been calmed down. I like it, though. Oh, I just tasted it. Yeah. Wow. That's like... Um... Get a little like buttery sweetness on it. Buttery for Butter, sure. Yeah. I I appreciate that recognition. Thanks, guys. I love that. That's yeah. delightful. It That's really is. When I first tasted it, I was like, I'm buying this. <laughs> I, I texted Parker. I was like, should I buy this? And he's like, I don't know. Do you want to? And then I was I, like, it's really good. I have to. I don't want to mix it with anything. No. I don't want to add water. Oh, I don't like, want ice. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I don't want to add ice. Like, I like drinking uh, bourbon on ice, and I do not want this on ice. I would I like think... to freeze it in the winter and skate on it. Yeah. I'm getting like melt some... it down in the springtime and drink it. <laughs> Big raisin prune that part of the spectrum here. Like a that was a wonderful fruit. reference. Thank you. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. It's okay. You're, you were thinking. Also, you, were, you were being professional. You were you were in a podca- uh, bourbon podcast and at, I at was 100 just proof, bad jokes. We were this in is going to be really fest. hard to freeze. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> right? It's going it's to take a lot. It's so smooth. It is. That's one of the best rye whiskeys I've ever had. I mean, six-year-old rye. To- I totally agree. It might agree. be the best rye whiskey I've ever had. It's so good. Wow. I mean, it's definitely the best rye we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah. That... I mean, it's and got I, and subtle I, vanilla. I like that single barrel rye we had from them previously. This blows it out of the water. This, yeah. is, this is amazing. I, I'm actually really blown away, Jenny, that you just picked this up at the distillery because I think that this was like a really hot commodity. I don't know, six months ago. Well, it definitely. Yeah. Um, mm. It was definitely the thing that they had the least of on the shelves, but there was still plenty on the shelves. You know, like there was still enough on. I'm the gonna shelves. get my cousin to go down there and pick up a bottle of this. Yeah, you I'm, should. You should yeah. have them. Yeah, Todd. Go get me a bottle. Of course it's Todd. Todd. Does Todd have a mullet? Be honest. Not now, but he oh, is. Oh, okay. He, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, Todd does have a gigantic beard. What's okay. This merch guy's named Todd. Oh, no. Uh, For our, sure. Our number one Patreon is named Todd. Yeah. And good friend. Yeah. Thank you, Todd, for listening, by the way. We appreciate it. He might be, some days, the only listener. He's definitely the first listener. Shout out and to he, Todd. And he listens to literally everything we make. So. If you drive an 87 Camaro with one T-top, I love you. <laughs> How did you know? He could have, <laughs> the important thing about Todd is he could if he wanted to. Oh, man, the T-top. I haven't thought about Can that we, in a while. <laughs> why Why do American back. car companies not do that, right? Like, what a great style, the T-top. I remember, I think I it's a major I, safety issue, actually. Oh, I know. It? I yeah. remember. It's a structural issue. But wait, what if a convertible turns over and you're dead? Uh, they have come a long way. In years uh, past, with uh, so something really cool, the uh, last gen Mini Cooper convertibles. A friend of mine owned one. 
had a explosive anti-roll bar. So the moment the car flips over, bars behind your head shoot up to prevent you from getting squished. That's incredible. So, I mean, if we can put a person on the moon, I think we could make a T-bar that's... Safe-ish. You think we actually went to the moon? Come on. Uh, if, if allegedly we could put a person on the moon, if we, we could can allegedly fake a moon landing, we <laughs> can make a T-top safe. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that moon landing was very convincing. Granted, the TVs were not what they, I mean, there's no 4K back then. There were four channels. I know, right? Can we yeah. get another moon landing just so we can see it in 4K? I was promised by the American president like a decade and a half mm-hmm. ago that we were going to get another moon landing. back? I know. Yeah. I feel And nobody betrayed. talks about that. I would like a TikTok from the moon. That seems very reasonable. Oh my God. Seriously. Mm-hmm. All right, we digress, but also you might be onto something. Right? I mean, we are pouring right now, so it's not like we're not doing anything. Like, listener doesn't know that they don't see that we have to like pour something in between each pour, There's... and sometimes we're better at multitasking than others. Yeah, I mean, but also like sometimes you pour a little heavy, so you got to like finish that and yeah, we wipe out your kill glass. some time while we're finishing our pour. Yeah, right, right, right. Totally. And also, you don't want to go too fast on that last one. It's not last one. Was... It... Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I should have bought more bottles. Before no. I leave, I am going to ask um, our gracious, love, gracious and lovely hosts for another taste of that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the just... Post. It's so good, right? Fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, like my friend... That, that was the one that my friends who don't like bourbon did drink. Oh, man. I wish they hadn't. I bet you did. All right, gang. So getting back on track. <laughs> Parker's this... like, oh my God, stop talking. Yeah, so we just... <laughs> Dual track drifting going on here. Yep, let's try and okay. get back on it. All, All right, good. so we're having fun. Let's move on to. We're, so th- now we're talking about the, <laughs> the malted. I'm jumping right in. Malted um, wheat malster. Malted wheat malster. Yes, that, that is let's quite talk a about title. What the, the malts? This is really so. Uh, I think it was in 2020, uh, the winter of 2020 to 2021. They released the maltsters. Mm. Not like monsters, but maltsters. There was a weeded and a rye. We have both, but we're starting with the weeded. And this was a project that was the idea of like exploring malted grains. So maybe we'll be able to see what the malted 40-year rye is like. I would like to mention the uh, the auxiliary grain conveyor that they have at New Riff. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. So they can add a, any bag of grain into a recipe. So they, they literally have a auxiliary little... Like a, like a train switch of sorts? Kind of exactly like that, where it's like, we're, we're just pouring all this grain in there. You know what? Let's get some, let's get some rye in here. Let's get some what, whatever you want to put in there. Let's go. Let's get some wheat in here. God, that sounds dangerous. It's like, okay, let's, well, you know, no, we're, we're throwing in 20% wheat. Let's go. Boom. And they just, oh, they, they, they pull the lever, the track switches. And, and it diverts a yeah. different type oh of God, gravity-fed grain. That, that yeah. stresses me out. It's I incredible. feel like I would screw yeah. it up. <laughs> right, it's like, incredible. Like when you're in the kitchen and you're just like throwing stuff into like a soup recipe, this sounds like a recipe for forgetting what you put into something. You could very easily like like go too far on one of those things and then you're screwed. By the yeah. way, get ready for this mash bill. That's why they call them master, I'm sorry, head distillers. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Steve, are you sitting down? I am. All right. I'm not. Hold on, wait. Yeah, John, sit down. Okay. You're going to want to sit down for this. Here's yeah. the here's the mash bill, gang. 65% corn, 18% bohemian floor malted wheat. Which we don't even know. There's an NDA wow. on there. There's, there's a whole story on their website about what that is. Okay. okay. Go check it out. Yeah, I will have to check um, that out because... 10% unmalted wheat, 7% dark wheat. They went all the wheat. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of, of wheat. A lot of wheat influence. Aged for at least five years. Coming what? in, coming so in it, at 100 proof. So it is a blend, if you will. 
a blend of wheat, barn, a yeah. blend of yeah, different like the mash bill. Well, like the mash bill, but it says aged at least five years, oh. which leads me to believe that there's several barrels going on here that are being it's such a weird mash bill too together. to like yeah. say that some of those are more or less than five. Also weird, right? Well, I guess none of less, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So I tend to like weeded bourbons, so I'm excited to try this. Jenny Maker's Mark Gold. I mean, that is what they call me. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> who who could forget? Your name is my longest. Uh, my friend with the longest Facebook name. Hmm. <laughs> wow, that is that is really cool. Like, I'm still working on the smell. It smells very sweet. So, I mean, this is a this is 45% wheat bourbon. I mean, that's really high. That's very high. Right? I mean, the, with, as a flavor no, with no rye to yeah. like balance out those Well, sweet so normally, I mean, so this is my barley. understanding is that normally, you know, bourbon has 3 grains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do 4 grain, a lot of times it gets mucky. It's hard to make it can. It balance. I think there are some amazing 4 grains Listen, out there. Listen, we all know there uh, what was that one AD loss 4 grain? Oh man. So, I I fucking hate that yeah. whiskey. Actually, but people love Colonel E. H. Taylor Four Grain that was mm-hmm. released like 2018. Yeah, yeah. Eighty Laws Four Grain is a top five worst whiskey I've ever had. Whoa, we don't talk and about with it. that Carolina <laughs> bourbon. Yeah, that's including that. We don't and take a lot of shit on this podcast, but no, uh, we try not to. Yeah, no. And one of my uh, coworkers who, who spent a lot of time in Colorado, where Eighty Laws hails from, oh. was trying to pitch me the uh, benefits of it, and I tried it again. With him, and, he, and I was like, no, this is still terrible. I, like, I will I, take, sorry, dude. I will take Try a sidestep to issue a challenge to find a good Colorado bourbon. Stranahan's people love, but... I like Breckenridge. Breckenridge is oh, fine. That's, Breckenridge just, is in Colorado? Yeah. It, 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 it's just... Yes. Uh, As in like Breckenridge, Colorado. Let's, Breckenridge. Let's cool. Um, I also, forgot that's in Colorado. friend of the show, Breckenridge. New brand. I'll bring it over sometime. Try. We'll try Woody Creek. Okay, okay. It's, challenge ooh. accepted. Also, I do have one more. Um, Old Elk. Um, mm. we're, we're fans. Is it of, old elk oh, or yeah. is it old elk? Old elk. Okay. I need to try that. Um, one. their wheat whiskey in particular is delightful. Yeah. We, we visited, we visited their distillery in Fort Collins, Colorado, mm. which is also an underrated town. Amazing. I, I, yeah. I don't mean to der- mis- uh, derail us, but I do have this, I mean, it's a prejudice, which are never good against Western style. You are from Florida. Whiskeys, right? Yeah. So are you. I know. <laughs> That's how you know how prejudiced <laughs> I can be in terms of whiskeys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a common thing, and yeah. I, I do to, want to to bring us back to new riff. Yeah, I am loving a new riff on traditional Kentucky bourbon because I am so over just describing to plebes what bourbon is, right? <laughs> like, but this is a Kentucky bourbon, rye, Kentucky whiskey spirits company well, that's doing really cool new avant-garde. Things. Avant-garde, we don't give a shit what you think. And I keep saying this, but they're doing it in a short period of time. Yeah. Extremely also, for yeah. the business. Also, like, let's get back to this. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, so we're, ta- we're doing the malted wheat. It's so good. The maltster. We did maltster. Yeah, this is... So our, this, I liked this um, because it, it does taste like a weeded bourbon, mm-hmm. which a lot of times I think can be a little bit... Some of them mm-hmm. a little more tame. Which which I think makes a lot of people very happy with them, mm-hmm. but this doesn't taste like this doesn't taste like Makers. It doesn't taste like Weller. It doesn't taste like all these other weeded ones that are pretty popular. Mm-hmm. It it really has a lot of. Steve, are you, are you getting flavors. are you getting some um, 
I'm consulting our flavor wheel here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm getting a, a hint of earthiness from like maybe like a coffee kind of earthiness. Yeah. But I'm also getting some sweetness. Like, definitely like butterscotchy. Yeah, but it's it's definitely I don't know if it's a candy or a baked sweetness. Is it like cinnamon at all? Or uh, maybe just like a hint of some spice. But it's, it's, I mean, it just it's kinda, so well rounded though. It's yeah. just kind of like it's laughing at me. Mm -hmm. I feel like it just tastes like sweet. Like it tastes like sugar, but not like over the top. You know, like not just so coffee like latte. Like a creamy uh, coffee, yeah. It's like a cortado. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. that. There is something that's got a lot like of there's a, there is something that's got like a little more of a of a you know like sweet doesn't really have like a tang to it or something. But this is almost got like a little funk, little uh, almost like a, yeah, or like, um, like a mocha. I feel like mm. it kind of has two sides to it. Like it has a limoncello. Sweet, it has mm. it has a sweet side to it, yeah. and it has like the. Um, Oh, I'm losing my words. Um, it, like it's, it's kind of like two different sides of flavor, and one of them is sweet, and it's like they're separate from each other. Almost. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time too with the other side. Like I'm. I, yeah, that, I know. That's why I couldn't finish my sentence. <laughs> it's it is bizarre, in a good way. It, you no, know what? it is so good. Like I don't want. I'm not trying to like take it away. Just I'm having a hard time describing it. Yeah, I'm a fan. Big big fan. Yeah, I'm apparently malting grains. Is uh, I don't know of another distillery that does as much with malting grains. This much, I don't particularly. I can't think of anything. I mean, like a lot of distilleries will use like malted barley as mm -hmm. a, an enzyme-producing grain, exactly in their brewing process. And a lot of like those uh, ninety-five fives, right? Yeah. Or like you'll in a lot of bur a lot of common bourbons, you'll see five percent malted barley, right? To just like. Well, I well, I understand. Like Steve, you're closer to this than I am. I think that that malted barley, uh, when you like mash that up, my, and you have this like uh, milled uh, malted barley, there's some sort of enzyme there that helps the yeast break down the sugar. It's that like, is, from my understanding, it it is just to help the fermentation process of yeah. your distiller's beer, right? Like right. it's it's all about getting your quote unquote mash up to speed. Mm, up to speed. So if you don't do malted barley, does that mean that it just takes tastes a little bit longer? To... I think it can. I also think that's uh, environmental, uh, mm. depending on your climate. Like warm or... Warm, cold, dry, humid. That all affects how yeast will activate, how quickly. I have a question. I have some yeast in my fridge for pizza. Um, I have a lot of yeast. I bought it from Costco. How long yeah. does that last? Do you know? <sighs> Not as long as you want it to. Oh, man. How, like... <laughs> It was about a year and a half ago we bought it. Probably. That's <laughs> I mean, very dead. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've tried to, like, you know, make the little guys happy. Um, let, and gals. Let me tell you a little bit. So we're going a little off book. This was not on the rundown, but we're doing it anyway. All right. F it. We'll do it live. Exactly. I almost Bucket. yelled that earlier. And I, uh, <laughs> so the other malster, which is the, uh, the malted rye. Oh, shit. We so, have another malster? Yeah, so more malster. rye not wheat malter. this time. Malter. So... I am interested to know, and I, I haven't looked this up, but this is my bottle, how this is different from the six year that we just had. So let me, I'll feed you baby, baby bird, don't worry. So hungry, <laughs> so hungry. Um, so it's also bottled in bond. Um, obviously, no chill filtration. 65% corn, 30% malted rye, 5% malted rye, aged at least five years. Oh my gosh, wow. So very similar. Yeah, very high is, rye. Yeah, very, very similar. 
very similar in terms of like it's sixty five percent corn, forty five percent the other the flavoring ingredient. The other things, yeah. yeah. That would be one hundred and ten percent. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thirty five percent. Sorry, I yeah. I think I did that earlier too. I am not good at math. <laughs> No, all that means is this whiskey is giving 110%. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Oh, this this smells totally different. Also, hot new take, the drinking podcast. Not great at math. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly. Especially on one where, where we're tasting on nine number things. Six, we're over yeah. there. Taste six, we don't know how to do basic math. Yeah. It's a little loose towards the end. In Britain, they call it maths. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can do it only. Yeah, you're one. right. That tastes wildly different than the last one. The smell. Yeah. I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah, I'm, still I'm sorry. Smelling... So I, my, my apologies. The aroma is wildly different. I haven't tasted it either. Mm. I get a lot, a little anise. I get a little more spice on it. Oh, totally. Tons of spice. Tons of spice. Yeah. yeah. Like that uh, clove baking spice. Mm-hmm. Folks, I've I've peeked ahead, and the taste is, it is, it is, it is, yeah, clove that, baking spice. That is so good. Yeah. It's funny because like drastically different though. Yeah, I expected it to be not as good as the six year, and I do like the six year better in different ways. But the six year is better. But yeah. this is also very good. Like this is like a little. It's like a little rougher in like we a good have, way. We might have said this. Is this? Are these four year? Uh, this is five years. That's five right. years. Okay. The we did. I mean, the, uh, no, you're right. It's 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 still really good, but it's like it's dolled up, but it's like. It looks a little slutty. It's not. It's not the classy kind of doll. Yeah, it's, the, it's a dive bar of them. Yeah, it's like the fishnets have some holes in them, but you're okay with it. Oh my god! It's, it's the dive bar that isn't a fake dive bar. It's a real dive. It's a, like, yeah, it's a dive it bar. Smells like bleach yeah. when you walk mm-hmm. in. This whiskey smells way better than that. Yeah, but it doesn't I was about to literally say, like, smell like. I feel like we're no. like making it sound bad. No, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's no, delicious. Good. No, it's it's edgy. It's good, but it's like it's edgy. It's like, all about that baking it's, spice. It's down for whatever. So they say. I could name Steve like. Steve knows, knows what I'm talking about. I, oh, could, I, <laughs> I could name like three baking spices that are in. Like it's just like that's what it is. Is baking. Spice. She won't do mm-hmm. it. Get, she won't. Getting some light turmeric on it. Like. I mean, no, I that's not I mean, baking. That's, that's, no, I don't like, think that's what it is. It's more like nutmeg, nutmeg, and cloves, cinnamon, uh, cloves. cinnamon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Little yep. star anise. Mm-hmm. See, I did. I did three. Okay. Oh, actually, I really like this. So, um, so the maltsters, the, the uh, winter whiskey, the, these all have like a little thing they've like taped onto the bit label to just like kind of spoof it up a little bit. They say they've been distilling malted rye since 2014, and they love it. Uh, annually, they distill more malted rye grain than malted barley. That's, That's kind of cool. Very unique. Yep. Yeah. And they say uh, they've replaced in this one that we just tried. They've replaced the rye in their standard New Riff Bourbon mash bill with the beautiful German malted rye, and the result at five years is an exceptionally elegant, sophisticated high rye bourbon with a stylish, fruity, spicy depth unique to malted ryes. I now see where they got the name Bo- Bohemian. Mm-hmm. They are getting some of this from across the pond. Mm-hmm. Well, so it says a. Yeah, it says a beautiful the style. German malted rye. Yeah, which is, is like, it, so is like it, Wisconsin is like the home of malt. And it's also very German, yeah. And it's, v- if, yeah, if any of any of our listeners have ever been to Wisconsin. Or are from Wisconsin. Or are from Wisconsin, they would know it's uh there is a German influence up there. And in Chicago on. too, a little bit. Yeah, a little, yeah. But uh, so, so my question is, is, it says it's a German malted mash bill, or German malted rye. Is the malt process German? Is the rye German? It might be both. My guess is it's a process thing. Yeah. Like it's in the German tradition of malting grains. 
Now, do you think if somebody on the, um, in the distillery is messing up, that they yell nine at him? Nine! Oh, of when course. Well, up. only when you're making this but Yes, one. but this particular I'm one. I'm also just realizing the capital of Kentucky is Frankfurt. There's a lot of German mm-hmm. influence all over America. I was just in... <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> I was just in Louisville this past weekend, and I spent some time in Germantown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. C- <laughs> Cincinnati has the second biggest Oktoberfest in the world. Yep. By the way, shout out to Knock Bar. Excuse Thank you, guys. We oh, had a good time. I when are we going? Yeah. I mean, I go all the time. When do you want to go? Uh, next week. next year, yeah. like for Oktoberfest in Cincinnati. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> what are you doing in Let's September? Go. Let's go on <laughs> well, the first. we do have one wedding, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> so I'm very excited about the one we're about to try. Um, my cousin Tad. Tad, uh, cousin Tad, Tad, cousin Tad gave us this one. Oh hell yeah! Thank you, Tad. It's a single barrel pick from the. So this is cousin Todd, cousin not Todd. Todd the patron. Not Todd the patron. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is confusing. Todd Clyer, which is spelled the German way. Whoa. Yeah, using last names here because uh, the Clyers a uh, very proud Northern Kentucky family from Fort Mitchell. This is the Fort Mitchell Fire Department's Which pick. is right next to Newport, Kentucky, where New Riff is from. I mean, I wouldn't try to walk from one to the other, but they are really close. But they are, yeah, yeah. They're, they're neighborhoods that are next to each other. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, so Todd was on the Fort Mitchell Fire Department, retired there. His dad was on the Fort Mitchell Fire Department, retired there. His brother. Shout out, Todd. Yeah. Damn. So, so strong firefighter family. and um, I'd like to thank Todd for his service. Yeah, seriously. Um, and uh, the uh, their, their pick is just... It was really, really good. So Different. they, so they did a pick with the fire department, is what you're saying. The Fort Mitchell Fire Department, and it may have been a first responders and, and others. Um, I we got to double check with Todd. Okay. But um, what I wrote on this little taster that I took from him, this sure. two ounce taster, was that it was the fire department, and the actually I probably have a picture of the bottle we could put up on the Instagram if we want to. Yeah, we should do that. Is but uh, it's really cool because um, th- they're all so proud of it. I, I so I just tasted it. Yeah. I dove right in. Got a little, little little clove, little mint. Mm. Steve, what do you think? And to be fair, this is the. I actually really going, am interested in this aroma. It's yeah, the mint on the nose. We're going back to bourbon, single barrel bourbon mm-hmm. picks from New mm-hmm. Riff. And yeah, it's got an old smell to it, an old taste. Whoa, that is crazy. It's, <laughs> again, though, it's so different than the other things we've tried. Wildly mm-hmm. different. The beauty of single barrels, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Single barrels are great. It's it's always a crapshoot. Is that, so, is that it, like some like tobacco? Yes. Mm. Yeah. That is fresh tobacco. Yeah. Like like the smell of a good cigar, cigar. on your yes. palate. I love it. Yes. Love it. And if I do know those firefighters, some that of them do so like good. smoke a good cigar. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, already, I already not lost on anybody. <laughs> I I I can't Earthy. get over. Yeah. The the vast difference right between all of mm-hmm. these yeah um because i've had new riff products before several times now i'm yeah. friends with y'all so we, we push it you do which i've been very appreciative of it's really nice to sit down and taste them back to back yeah as yep. they're doing really cool things mm-hmm. in drastically different ways like right. it's mm-hmm. not often that a brand can would you say they're putting a new riff on an old tradition? I would say oh, just that. But I, I am very impressed, though. All of their products aren't similar. They have a lot of different things going Everything on. Everything is so different. But, and like, none of it's bad. Like, it's all good. Can we talk about that for a second? Bit. Right. Like, like, that's what's freaking me out. Like, every, everything we've tried is. Is virtually flawless. Like, yeah, right? like fantastic. for what it is, right? Yeah. Like it all is its own. Even if you don't prefer that taste, it's still not a flaw. What was in the, the worst product? thing you had? 
the worst thing you had? I know what it is for far. me. Yeah, I know what mine is. But what is yours? The worst, um, worst thing you had. I, and, when when and, you say worst, you again, mean like... it's not that it's bad. Yeah. It's other things we tried. What did I like the it, least? It what the did least. you like yeah. the least? Yeah. I, I think that probably the uh, the very first gin is probably what I like the least. Only because it just wasn't as exceptional, like, as exciting as some of the... Like the flavors were um, more standard for... Uh, not standard because it's very different from every other gin. But like there wasn't as much I was able to pick out. See, I, I would disagree... I would, I mean, I'd say the bottle and bond bourbon. Mm, I actually agree on that. Was the, you know, again, still really good, really approachable. It's I would really hard for I me to be say that. I think yeah, I it's, agree. It's, it's, yeah. it's a solid it's because that gin, I liked the little bit of rye spirit in the gin. It gave it the texture that I was all about. Yeah. I think that the, the, their OG bottle and bond. And it's still good, but it's is like. A, is good for a $40 bottle, but I would rather pay the $10, pay the extra $20 for these other bottles because it's not even that expensive. Right. Um, and they're so they're so good. But every other distillery, I mean, when you look at a single barrel offering versus mm-hmm. their standard mm-hmm. offering, it, the single barrel is always going to be more interesting. You sure. know, and that's. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Oh, sure. This, this is distillery. the right word. It's always going to be more interesting, but will it be good? Well, 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 I mean, by that, I mean, like, I look for interesting, so yes, good. But also, like, yeah, maybe it's not as good for, you know. I think the point of this conversation, though, is that the single barrel program at this distillery is phenomenal. Right. Mm -hmm. Whoever is picking these barrels, be it consumer or distiller. Or our our friend Ken. Or (laughs) or our friend Ken. Yeah. Shout out Ken. Because all the single barrels I've ever had here are phenomenal. Same. And that's something that I've never been able to say for any other distillery. And then in general, the malted rye, the six year that we had that everybody seemed to love, like like that's only going to get better. Right. I got to say, uh, before we move on, this fire department um, single barrel, uh, I just, there was something else that I wanted to point out um, from this earthy leather tobacco. And it was like... um, uh, it was kind of closer to that uh, anise or something else. Like it had more going on there, and I got it towards the end of the taste. And um, maybe it was clove. Maybe it was. Yeah, is it maybe like a potpourri? Well, it wasn't flowery as no. much, but it, it was definitely like uh, that um, interesting something that I really love. So the first taste of it, I was like, yeah, "This is cool. This is really interesting. Definitely leathery." And then by the end, I was like, where's the leather? I'd, I'd lost it, and I'd gotten overtaken by something else that was really awesome. So shout out to the Fort Mitchell Fire Department for picking that. Yeah, that they really made good. a good choice. Well, um, so I know we have to move on. What uh, We're looking at the winter whiskey now? Yeah, we have one left. Probably the one I'm most excited about. This one is really cool. That's why we whiskey. saved it for last. Indeed. Well, also, this has we've all had this, I think. Maybe, Stephen. I don't, I don't believe I have this one. So, one, so Parker, you actually bought me a bottle of this for Christmas 2020. I'm I don't a, remember that. Um, the gaslight year. A lot of people say that I'm a great gift giver, and, and, a lot of, and they're underselling it. And other people say mm-hmm. you're the best gift giver. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I uh, don't love to uh, unanimously just agree with Parker, but he's not wrong. He's As Parker's wife, he talks giver. shit about gift giving when I am never posing any sort of, like, I'm never trying to pose competition about it, but he always, like, Honestly, talks shit about if, it if to I, me. If I were you, I wouldn't try to Parker's love language is gift giving and competition. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, Listen, get, I don't combine know. Combine the two. You got yourself a game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Christmas for Parker. Mm-hmm. Steve, I, Steve, do you like all your, Christmas, your birthday presents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, you they were, did. They were yeah, you did. 
frustratingly <laughs> on point. Yeah, you'll never, you can't win that war. Is I'm, I'm teasing. It's Thank a, you very much. It's, it's, it's a land war in Asia, buddy. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's winner, too. Can't. Yeah. Dead a winner. Too soon, I'm sorry. Like, take it easy, oh, man. No. <laughs> I know, sorry. That got weirdly topical all of a sudden. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, well, it's all on our minds. So, but, uh, all right. so, so yes, winter yes. Winter whiskey. We're, we're talking about the winter whiskey. Um, it is aged four years at 100 proof. I'm going to give you the mash bill here, Steve. Get excited. So, yeah. Only Steve. I, I am excited, though. <laughs> Jenny, he's never Jenny had and John aren't listening. Right, 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 he's yeah. the one who hasn't had it. We, we, we're not going to hear it. You guys have had it. That's he true. That's true. It. Yeah. We already know the mash bill. We're just right, giving right. you shit. Yeah, yeah. Also, Steve's my favorite. You guys know this. This is yeah. the, well. He's got. A, we all have a soft spot in our heart for Steve. No uh, one knows why. Sixty-five percent corn, twenty percent malted oats, seven percent pale ale malt. We don't. Five percent steel cut raw oats, three percent chocolate malt. As, oh my! As a man unpack, who's unpack been that. as a man who's been getting into overnight oats and being healthy. I have to assume it has steel cut raw oats, so it's good for you, right? Right. Exactly. It's, it's basically <laughs> like, healthy. It's basically breakfast. Sorry. Is what I'm Go hearing. ahead and pour this on your cocoa puffs, Perfect. and it'll right. be delightful. Yeah. This is um, a morning whiskey. <laughs> yes. Well, they say it's reminiscent of a chocolate oatmeal stout. Wow. See, oh. now that, mm-hmm. that, perked, that perks up my ears mm-hmm. a little bit. Which, like, as I, everyone knows, I enjoy a good. You have a big sweet stout. tooth. I do. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, can we talk about steel cut oats, a big ingredient in Cincinnati's uh, premier breakfast dish, Geta? I did uh, eat it uh, while I was in uh, Cincinnati last <laughs> weekend. I, I ate it when, well, so when we were last time we were in Northern Kentucky. Also, when John brought some over, yep, mm-hmm. from Finkies, Finkies over in uh, Cre- I always forget Crescent View Hills or something like that. It's Crescent small, Hills, Crescent I think. Hills, yeah. I will tell yeah. you guys a little bit. I'm looking at their their page on this uh, and the website on this uh, particular bourbon. They say it's quite a unique bourbon. Unlike anything we've ever made or tasted, the experience is something of a three-way conversation between dry cocoa, um, the dry cocoa quality of the chocolate malt, a balanced amount of oak, and the unique spice quality, um, quite distinct from that of rye. We are not doing this justice by tasting at the end of everything we've had. I will say the first sip, it's going to be such a departure from everything we've had. But I am picking up a lot of un like uh, unsweetened baking cocoa baking powder. Yes, yes. It, I made the mistake as a child of stealing a spoon of my grandma's chocolate mm. that was ready for like prep for baking. No sugar was added to that. That is the like that is the flavor I'm getting of that bitter cacao yeah, bake, cocoa baking yeah. chocolate. And and I think as you get into this, it's going to evolve into uh, more of a rounded, like almost like a, it sweetens up. Sweetens up, yeah, yeah. yeah it like really does. And as it sits on the palate, mm, it's gonna it, be clovey. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. Listen, this is the I best winter whiskey I've I ever had. I, I don't normally say this. Wait, as you guys know, this bottle fucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Fuck. this. Yeah. I said it. There it is. I mean, I, I said this is the best blank twice today. Right. That makes but me The last thing I wanted to make sure, you know did you, you, didn't say, you didn't say this bottle fucks? Yeah. But see, did you say this is the best what you've ever had? Like winter whiskey. Like every fucking there... company comes out with a winter whiskey. Really? And I'm Do not going to name it. I didn't any. even know that was true. Same. Ugh. Like, You're in the industry. Some of them are She's really dialed in. Fucking bad. Yeah. He's triggered right now. I am. Because <laughs> this is good. Steve, get and, down off your chair, please. <laughs> I will not. You will you will have to corral me at this point. A man is hot. Yeah. I mean, about <laughs> winter whiskey, too. A very cold subject. 
it's just so many are so bad. Yeah. And this is so good. Honestly, um, what I love about New Riff is that, and, you know, again, we're talking about it good on the podcast, so I hope it doesn't blow up. But, like, this bottle was around for a minute, and then it yep. came back. Mm-hmm. It, you know, like, people didn't know how good this bottle was. And, uh, right, you bought this one kind of recently, didn't you? It was around for about a year before you bought it. It was it was around for a while, and I agree. I'm worried because I love this. I, with anything uh, we, we talk about on here. Don't we, tell anybody, listener. Yeah. <laughs> listen, like, hey. This is a secret we give, we give our listeners. Like, since we started, our listenership has, like, tenfold more. It's insane, the level of... I'm, I'm surprised all the time looking at the uh, the numbers. I, I went from using listeners with, like, the apostrophe around the S's. <laughs> like, I, like when, I, when, I, when I run to people who are like, oh, my God, I love your podcast, I'm like, oh, oh my God, that's you listen to my podcast? Like, yeah. Our podcast? And we're back. It's yeah. not Shy Bourbon Guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, uh, you know, it's it, I'm just very impressed that people listen. But, uh, yes, I'm worried that we're, we're talking about it. The next time it comes out, it's going to be, like, just scooped up because we, yeah. at least in locally here. Yeah, in Chicago. Sure. I, sure. I would be happy for New Ref if that was the case. but It deserves that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But, like. Like but if, also stay the fuck away. Like I want a bottle of selfishly. This. Come, yeah, yeah right. come, come. But listen, when that, when that eight year comes out, I'm buying it. But also, like, do we think oh, Ken Lewis? Do we also do we think Ken Lewis wants a whole like you know weird bourbon cult thing around his product? I, d- I don't I think so. I don't think so either. I mean, similarly to what like um, some other places, like I think about MGP's like Repeal Reserve. It's mm-hmm. like they make enough of it that it's not. Absurd. They want it to be like, hey, we're getting them once a year, but it's gonna last for like a month. It's like you Hopefully. want to even get it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, I gotta wait in line. I, I mean, gotta buy it on secondary. Uh, I will. Their marketing is reminiscent of a new bourbon cult. Actually, can we talk a little? Are we talking about New Riff? Yeah, yeah. So, can we talk about their bottle? We haven't even talked about these yes. unique bottles. They, they yeah. come in from France. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I did not know that. That's not what that I was setting up. That sounds expensive. Sacre bleu. I'm sorry. I thought that, that was no, no. I mean, that's amazing. Like, I just didn't know that. Yeah. No. Like, uh, so the. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen the bottle, there's a really lovely like black top to it that kind of blends into just glass. Yeah, it transitions from being... From black to just transparent. And it's a really perfect transition. And they literally pay to get their bottles from, like shipped from France so that they can um, get the nice look of the bottle that they have. And it is a really beautiful bottle. It is very... Yeah. It is... Stri- I will say it's striking. I'm yeah. sorry. You say what you're going to say. Jenny, you said it. That's all I wanted. I wanted to make sure that somebody t- said that. It's a really, it's tall. It's a really beautiful uh, transition from mm. black to. I, I will product. say it's, it's tall, but it as a as an industry professional, it's not an absurd tall or an absurd shape. It fits. Right. It 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 fits in your hand. It's pourable, and it fits on a shelf. Right. Right. You don't have to like. I mean, make adjustments for it. Other it's, than it, it's big, but it's not obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Well, tall. I mean, you know, it's not too wide. Some bottles are really wide, and then it's uncomfortable. Some the, bottles are really tall. Oh, oh my narrow. god! Everybody, stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Jenny, are you going to cut this? <laughs> that's why you have a woman in the writers' room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. So, um, uh, so actually, this is kind of an interesting kind of tangential question I have for industry people who've worked in the uh, on-premise. Uh, is it? E- I guess is it easier to just grab off the bar if it's tall and so that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, for bartenders. Um, and now I, I'm a shit bartender. 
So Jenny's bartender. Jenny. Right. Jenny. Okay. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I want to know. Yeah. So um, for me, it's less about the... So if this is something that's on the rack, then... Is the rack tall, down? Yeah, like below. Okay. Um, if you're pulling something from the rack, being tall actually is an advantage because it's easier to grab, but you don't want everything to be tall. You know what I mean? Right. You want varying um, lengths? Um, if <laughs> I did not mean it like that. <laughs> I meant... Okay. Moving on. Um, the thing that bothers me the most, like this bottle wouldn't bother me that much. What bothers me the most is like, is like a maker's mark bottle where it has like the, it's like a lip or something. The wax. The wax on it. So like, can you fit a pour spout? So like if I'm like really busy and I need to pour a maker's on the rocks, then I need to open the, I had to pull this down from the thing. I have to open the wax, which sometimes is easy and sometimes it's not. Um, similar mm-hmm. with Knob Creek, similar with uh, other journeyman's yeah, guilty like, of like it. There's plenty of other yeah, ones. Anybody um, does wax. But, mm-hmm. uh, I have always said that I believe, and I'm going to put this out there in the world and hope that somebody listens to me, um, that there should be an industry version of it. Whereas like when the no. bottle is being delivered to a restaurant or somewhere where it's being served in that way that you remove the wax. I mean, how hard is I that? You do a liter bottle. I believe in the, because they are always liters. Yeah. Right? For yeah. the on-prem. Yeah. Like, the liter bottle should be standardized. Yeah. The 750s can get all fun because it's for us, it's for consumers. Right, that's But fine. liter bottles I would should love be to liter know, bottles. I would love to know, can they save money on that? Bar. For some distilleries, if they're going to mass produce for on-premise consumption, they must be able to save some money on that. I, I mean, it, with... I feel like with smaller, like, I mean, with New Riff, I don't know if that's, well, obviously, like, they don't do wax here anyway, but, like, so, like, yeah, the tall, tall doesn't bother me so much. It's more the, it's more Nifty the, Nifty gadgets like, yeah, the, the all the, yeah, all the. Preventing you from pouring, or opening and pouring. Absolutely. Like, you want to be able to access it quickly. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Thank you yep. guys for indulging me. Yep. We're going to reel it back in. So, everybody, what was your favorite? No. I feel like we're all on the same page on this one. What? No way. I no. can't even... I don't Jenny, even know. Jenny, you can pick first. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, you go first. Uh, the six-year malted rye. Okay. I, I don't yeah, that's that. the I correct answer. Steve, Steve agrees. Uh, rye. Having said that, the barrel-aged gin was so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. And not like everyone... If you I make ap- whiskey, make a barrel gin. I like, appreciate the uh, shout-out on that one. That is really good. This yeah. is... Literally one of the hardest decisions I've made. What are you deciding between? Um, so uh, the gins were phenomenal, but I'm just more of a bourbon person, a whiskey person, right? So I can set this aside. So the rise, which, uh, thinking about the single barrel rye that we had, that mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Sure. Then we had the malted rye of six years. That was so incredibly easy drinking. We had the maltster rye that was five years that was just... Like it was kind of like the rougher cousin of the malted rye that we had, and I kind of like that a little bit better. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Uh, the maltster rye hits a ju- jukebox. Yeah, it says a. Oh, and it, it starts playing. It, yeah, like, exactly. It's totally Fonz. It's yeah. the Fonz. It is partying. Yeah. Up. Like we nobody talked about that wheat that maltster weeded, but like that thing could like hit record numbers the, on second. No, the maltster weeded was very good. Right. Um, and then, like, think about the um, single barrel bourbons that we had. We had that 111, what used to be a marshmallow bomb, and now it's just so good. So good. And what I actually like better than that, and I'm not surprised because I knew I liked this one a lot, was the fire department one, the Fort Mitchell uh, Fire Department I one. I mean, was yeah, so that good. was delightful, yes. Um, and you know which one I think I'm going to settle on, though, as my absolute favorite? And I, I probably could have guessed this going in was the winter whiskey. The winter whiskey is so. Really? That's your favorite? Yeah. And here's why. 
at it, we gave it at, at the very end. We had it at the very end after we'd had a bunch of like 111 proof stuff. This baby's only 100 proof, so it's got a lot to live up to there. Only right, but I mean, like if you have 111, you have like all these other like higher than 100 proof, and then you go back to that when it's like a dry flavor and stuff. There and also taste is subjective. So the winter whiskey for me is probably like the one that I just am the most impressed and and really in love with. And but I am looking over there at that taster of the fire department when I'm like, hmm, what are you guys doing with that? Yeah, you want that yeah. back. <laughs> I, so uh, while you were talking right there, I just did a side by side, um, just a replay of the winter whiskey versus the six year malted rye, because those were the two best ones. I think I I feel comfortable saying that. Which one is my favorite? Oh, it's so tough. I mean, sometimes on this podcast we pretend like there is an objective decision for me. Like there's an objective answer, but that's the point about taste is that it's very subjective. That is so wild. We were talking about the six What's year. Just the way that like if you look at it. And Parker's just looking at this glass of what I don't know which one is it. I don't know. You're just like in love with it. Honestly, and it's like hard to tell where the black is. It, no, it's one A, one B. And I want to make it very clear. This is one A, one B. Yeah. Um this is like, hey, I gotta I gotta I gotta pick a kid. Parker, like, set those dice down. Yeah, I gotta pick one of my kids. <laughs> I do have to do the six-year multiple right. God damn it's it. It's so good. I'm going back yeah. to it right now. It's great. And I, I mean, I'm like, going to go back to it for the, sure. Uh, the winter whiskey. Like it makes me want to drive back to Cincinnati on Saturday and buy more bottles. I love that you said on Saturday and not if, right if now. If the Malta Rye was like a, a <laughs> well, 9.5, the winter whiskey is a 9.4. Like it's right there. Yeah. It's I, and I, I mean, I love the chocolate note too, which is because obviously I do, I've, yeah. I, I'm very on record loving a good chocolate note on a whiskey. But yeah, the Malta Rye is just Fucking great. I want to shout out, like, I want to pick the winter whiskey as my favorite. It's so good. I can't with this. Yeah, no, I I understand. The winter whiskey is amazing. The winter whiskey is is objectively amazing. And what's great is is that this is a bottle that should be in next year's Fantasy Spirits. uh, Yes. That 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 bottle will never make it to next year's. I can't wait to draft that bottle right before you after you forget about it. Maybe it will. You're going to have to hide it from us. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I will. That oh, bottle that bottle's needs, never that bottle needs to go away. Yeah. If, if, Jenny, that, if that bottle makes it through the month, I'd be amazed. Yeah, Jenny, <laughs> drive to Cincinnati tonight to get more of that whiskey said, because that bottle's I gone. Said, I said Saturday. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I get it. The the which is actually really cool that we a podcast that uh, was kind of like centered on bourbon in many ways. World famous. Yeah, uh, chose a rye as cool. its favorite among some very good whiskeys. I mean, back to back agave episodes just saying yeah yeah no that's true i mean probably like the plurality of episodes is bourbon related i like to honestly and not to digress too much but i do pride ourselves on the variety of episodes we do oh for sure it's not a bourbon podcast it's a spirits podcast yeah it just happens to be that chicagoans drink more old fashions than anyone else in the united states i love that bourbon in general as an industry is is pretty hot Bourbon? Across the country, yeah. so it's not just here. Oh, yeah. well, there was a minute when rye. I feel like in like 10, 2010, like Mad Men had like popularized. Rye, oh yeah, the, like yeah. the the rye old fat rye yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Like yeah, Manhattan generally has rye in it. I feel like yeah, so. that's their traditional. Anyway, um, New Riff's great. Go check them out if you're hey. ever in Northern Kentucky. This was a longer episode or in Cincinnati, it, actually. Yeah, yeah, Across yeah. Right, if you're if you're in Northern Kentucky, or what would that be like? Western Ohio, 
Um, if South. you are in Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky, that's when you should go to New Riff. Yeah. Well, th- I was going to say, this has been a little bit of a longer episode, but New Riff's totally worth that. I agree. It's such a... I've, I've been to this episode for literally a year and a half. Everything so. they make is really good in a very different way. Like, each thing is different from the other thing that they make. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's I, great. I, we literally go visit New Riff anytime we're in town because they are fucking great. I always think of New Riff as one of, like... Uh, I mean, it's not often you see a new distillery that really does a phenomenal job and it's one of three I think mm-hmm. in Kentucky that are mm-hmm. just like shooting for the moon and mm-hmm. doing quite quite well yep. I won't name the other two because you fill those in listener yep yeah so. well uh, great yeah. stuff anyway guys thank you so much um, hit us up on Instagram we at, didn't have time today for the mailbag no, stuff no time this is a long episode we can't yeah, no yeah, time okay, no. Okay, okay. at Chai Spirits guys on Instagram or uh, email us at uh, Chai Spirits guys at gmail.com for your uh comments episode ideas we love hearing from you guys i appreciate all of the many emails we've gotten um big shout out to brian who wants most to, most yeah. of the pictures not all of them um let's dial that back a little bit yeah. guys uh and gals i appreciate it but like let's reel it in a little yeah and uh no we have a strong no nudes policy that is not exactly true but yes uh <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I was gonna say a big shout out to our, our friend Brian who uh, is talking about a Louisville trip at yeah, some point. Yeah, well. So we're gonna uh, take the show on the road. Mm-hmm. So thanks, guys. Hell uh, yeah. we, we we love hearing from you, and uh, we'll see you next time here at uh, Chai Spirits, guys. Cheers. <laughs>